Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. Hi, I'm Rajiv. I'm an addict. This is the Just for Today for November 14th, Not Just Surviving. When we were using, our lives became an exercise in survival. Now we're doing much more living than surviving. Basic text, page 52. I'd be better off dead, a familiar refrain to a practicing addict, and with good reason. All we had to look forward to was more of the same miserable existence. We hold our, li- our hold on life was weak at best. Our emotional decay, our spiritual demise, and the crushing awareness that nothing would ever change were constants. We had little hope and no concept of the life we were missing out on. The resurrection of our emotions, our spirits, and our physical health takes time. The more experience we gain in living, rather than merely existing, the more we understand how precious and delightful life can be. Traveling, playing with a small child, making love, Expanding our intellectual horizons and forming relationships are among the endless activities that say, I'm alive. We discover so much to cherish and feel grateful to have a second chance. If we died in active addiction, we would have been bitterly deprived of so many of life's joys. Each day, we thank a power greater than ourselves for another day clean and another day of life. Just for today, I'm grateful to be alive. I'll do something today to celebrate. In today's episode, we'll discuss the Just for Today meditation with our guest, Nikki B. Hey, Nikki, welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. Hello. Right. Douglas, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you can make it. So, Nikki, can you tell us your clean date, where you attend meetings, and can you give your home group a shout out? Yes, sir. Um, my clean date is July 15th, 2009. I attend meetings in the Lake area of the Louisiana region, and my home group is Living Clean. All right. Thanks, Nikki. So let's transition to the Just for Today. Can you share your thoughts on not just surviving? I can sure try. Um, I love the fact that in a through the program of Narcotics Anonymous and the steps and the way they work in my life, um, I no longer need to just survive or exist. I get to live a full and um, happy and healthy life. Um, I know whenever I was using an active addiction, um, it had all become so just routine pretty much. Like I knew what was gonna happen and yet I didn't know what was gonna happen. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So, um, there was times whenever I just didn't want to be alive 
and stuff like that. Like at the end of my addiction, I um, just wanted a way out and I was too scared to do anything about it. So like that um, misery like was an everyday thing for me. Um, I, I definitely can relate with the emotional decay of the spiritual denies and the crushing awareness that nothing was ever gonna change. Um, when I got clean, it was my first time going to treatment and I had never even thought that people actually um, didn't use drugs and was happy. That right. thought never right. entered my mind. So whenever, um, I'm sorry. But the, we had little hope and no concept of the life we we're missing out on. That's exactly where I was at. Um, I, I was a grown up kid. I was 28 when I got clean. And um, I didn't even know how to pay my bills. I didn't know how to do, I didn't even know how to wash my clothes. I didn't know you had to change your sheets or buy toilet paper. I didn't do any of that stuff. Like I was literally just surviving. Um, and then it says the resurrection of our emotions, our spirits and our physical health takes time. Um, it's definitely been a process learning how to feel and learning that my feelings will not kill me, um, that I don't have to react on every feeling I have. Hmm. Um, I, I know that like through this program, usually my first thought is definitely wrong. And um, anything that like comes naturally, like I am not naturally a courageous person. Like I am a scared little beaten up, broken down little girl whenever hmm. Um, whenever you took everything away from me that I knew the survival kit that I had drug um, and make me feel all this stuff that I've never allowed myself to feel um, it was it was a very scary time um, I remember just connecting with a higher power and just asking for courage. Cause I know that's something I can't do myself. I know I need something bigger, but once I ask for it and pray for it, like I have to take the action and get out there and like introduce myself to people and um, not think that everybody's judging me or looking at me weird because I'm not very good with my words. <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a show me, don't tell me type person. Um, I, I've definitely learned how to apply this program in my life, but I'm not really good with connecting words. So I'm probably not that great for a podcast. <laughs> but, no, man, um, you're doing fine. Just keep going. You, you're doing fine. <laughs> like, if you could just come watch me, like, we'd be all good. So um, it says the more experience we gain in living and the, instead of merely resisting, the more we understand how precious life can be. And I completely understand that. Um, I didn't realize when I got clean, my kid was seven. And um, I'm so grateful that I got clean at, with him at a young age because the love of a child is so innocent. And, and I, I stopped just being there. I started being available and not just mentally, I mean, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually for that kid. 
and showing up in his life. And I think that the relationships is what gives me um, delight today or lets me know how much precious life is because before it was all about me. I only cared about like, I was so self-assumed, self, whatever, self, um, I was so self and all those words. And then um, to come into the program and to realize like, there's so much more to life than instant gratification or I don't know. No, that's good. That's good. And look, let me touch on, let me touch on a couple of things that you were talking about. Um, one with the whole feelings piece. And, um, and I remember folks talking about this and saying like feelings aren't facts. Um, so that's cool, right? You know, and, and I'm grateful that feelings aren't facts, but, and here's the hit about feelings though. It's like, all right, feelings aren't facts, but the fact is you're going to have to feel them. Right. And that, that's kind of like funny to hear, you know, but it's really true, man. It's like, you know, those feelings. So, so Nikki, can you, can you walk us through that? So when you got clean, um, you know, so, so you're saying like, Hey, your toolkit to survive was taken away and, and then boom, you're, you're, you know, you're down in Louisiana. Right. And so, yes. so you're getting clean there. And then, you know, what, what, what happened? Like, how did that transition, you know, take place for you saying, all right, you know what? Okay. I'm not surviving. I'm actually, you know, when did you, when did you become aware of saying, Hey, look, you know what? No, I'm actually living like, I'm like, no, this is okay. This is okay. When did that happen for you? Okay. So whenever I, I had to learn to first identify my feelings because I had happy and sad and that's it before mm -hmm. I got clean. <laughs> um, so I had to learn to identify. I remember whenever one day I had some peace and serenity kicking and that completely freaked me out. So I called my sponsor, not knowing like what's going on. You know, I'm just sitting outside enjoying the sun. And then all of a sudden I just started panicking. And, and she's like, Nikki, it's cool. And we had just worked a step and, you know, it was just like, I, w I was feeling relief from that, you know, having a sponsor and talking stuff out with and getting intimate. And so I, I just call her and she's like, Nikki, you're just feeling a little bit of serenity. It's cool. Like, I'm like, really? This is what that feels like? Like, I, I had no idea. So it's like, I just had to start naming my feelings first. And then I like what you said, it, the way they had told me when I first got here, it's feelings aren't always facts, but they are valid. So yeah, even good. if I'm feeling something, yeah, it, it might not be reality because I'm not really good with reality. Let's be truthful. But like, <laughs> I, my feelings are valid. Like, maybe if I talk it out with somebody and see the truth to it, it might be a completely different feeling altogether. Um, but that's only something I've learned through the process. Um, yeah. Okay. So look, so where you're at now, so you have 11 cakes, right? So, all right. right. So we have 11 birthday cakes going on now. Um, could you share with us some things that maybe that, that you that you've maybe just recently started to look in and saying, OK, I'm not just surviving in this area either. You know, so are you doing some things that that are kind of getting you in touch with saying, hey, look, this is something new that I, that I've, I'm discovering about myself that I enjoy. Like, what's that looking like in, in your life now? Oh, absolutely. OK, so like once you go through the roller coaster of early recovery, just trying to figure out how to live day to day. 
it kind of like evened out for me around six or seven years. Like, and, and that's when I got to get in touch with like who I really am. And, you know, the more steps I put in, the more work I've invested in myself um, and let other people invest in me, the more I got to like get to know me and what I like. Mm-hmm. And um, the last couple of years, I've, I've found out that like, I'm pretty badass. I, I'm a roller derby chick. I get, I get to hit people. So that's really fun. Um, I love wow. traveling. So I go to like every convention, every camp out. I've been to like three world conventions. You know, it's like just getting out and like, I thought I was this shy person that was hard to let people in. And turns out like I'm really an outgoing fun person when I allow myself to be um I don't know if that answers your question but it's just just like finding those little places I've I've found where I belong in NA and then by doing that I was allowed to stretch it out or whatever I was allowed to go outside and see my other interest and um turns out I really like hitting girls on skates and um yeah I'm pretty good at it and then I, as far as like being a mom, um, learning the process of doing that has been, it took me, I, I didn't believe I was good enough to be his mom. Like I had done so much wrong there. I don't even know if this is what you're talking about, but this is what's coming up. So, uh, it took me, um, eight years to get custody of him eight years of recovery and I allowed HP to do it in his time I didn't force the situation because I knew like if I wasn't good with myself then I wouldn't be good for him and and now he's like graduated high school a year early I've had him for the last what three or four years he graduated high school a year early he started college at 17 in the middle of this COVID and this hurricane stuff and it's just like I am proud to be his mom. Like, I I am so excited that this program has given me the ability to show up um, whenever. Before, I never thought I could. Something always came before anything that I loved. I don't know if that makes sense or if that answers your question. No, yeah, it really does, man. And, and, and you know, my... the. Um, the folks who know me and who are close with me know like my feelings about my sons. I have a 13 year old and 11 year old and, um, mm-hmm. and man. And when I think about, you know, the, the stuff that you're talking about, I, I, I feel really fortunate, you know, really blessed. Like, I got clean in 2000, um, mm-hmm. Southwestern Pennsylvania. And, uh, so my boys haven't seen me use and, and they're the, Look, someone told me when my, when my oldest was born, he said, look, now you, you go from being the picture to the picture frame. And, um, and it just rocked my soul, man. And, and like, and, and I love being a father, like I love being daddy to them two boys. And, um, and so when I have, you know, when I have guests or when I'm working with people and like you just talked about now of like, you know, of going to that, going through that process to, to, to being a proud mom. I mean, it just does my spirit good to hear that, man, because I think that I, I think there's a lot of us um, and, a, and a lot of folks listening who who are in that struggle. I know a few really close friends of mine who, you know, one just got custody, you know, awarded for, for her son. 
Um, she's been clean for about five years and it's like, it's like those things, man, those things, I know that we're not promised that, right? Like we can, we can stop this cycle of addiction, you know, and, and we can get freedom there, but byproducts of that, our families being, you know, becoming healthier, you know, being Absolutely. put back together and things like this. And it's just, it's good for my spirit to hear that that stuff's still going on. Well, I mean, the thing about it is, is like, it was definitely a process. I had to forgive myself mm-hmm. for the stuff I had done in the mom that I was, because I had to be honest, I chose the drugs. When I look back mm-hmm. on it, the responsibility of being a parent scared me. Um, most of my life was run on fear when I was in active addiction. So being a mom doesn't scare me today. Being there for him and um, now teenagers, they're not that fun. Like, let's be honest. Um, they know everything. I, I see so much of myself in him, but like at the same time, he's nothing like me. Um, so I'm grateful for that. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm sorry. Right. No, you're good. Nikki. All right. So, so Nikki, look, let's transition. And thank you for being transparent about that. Um, so, so with, uh, with 11 cakes right now, this experience that you have, you know, being on this journey for, for 11 years, if you could sit down with Nikki B with one day clean or one week clean, can you share with us some things that you would, that you would pour into yourself? Yes. Um, I would definitely tell myself to identify rather than compare. Um, I, like I heard someone say, I have some not yet, but I don't have to live on those or they don't have to be evers or something like that. Um, but just get the courage to ask people for help, to be honest whenever I'm thinking about stuff and to know that I'm not unique, to know that um, everybody goes through this process. I'm not the first one, but if I don't tell my, if I don't tell anybody what I'm thinking or how I'm feeling, they're not going to be there to help me. Um, So just that transparency, like even with 11 years, I, when I share, I am honest, I'm where I'm at. Um, Cause I don't want people to think that it's all rainbows and butterflies because that's not the truth. It gets hard. But the thing about it is no matter what you do not have to use, um, just go to sleep at the end of the day, you know, and then wake up and the next day will be a new day. Um, that's probably one of my best solutions is sleep sometimes. Um, and don't believe everything you think. Um, let other people believe in you. Let other people tell you how worthy they are until you get some steps and know it for yourself. Just let them believe for you. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the anonymous podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six letter word others. As we go out into the world, stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste, and God bless. Mm